Welcome to the Not Almost There podcast. I'm Joe Chura, a former assembly line worker turned entrepreneur, founder, and CEO. I have a huge passion for continuous improvement and paying the lessons I've learned forward. I'm hoping with this show, we can learn together and take action steps, little things every day to hopefully improve our life and inspire those around us to join the mission. We are on week three of this podcast, and we have Myrna Valerio joining me. Myrna is an ultra runner, mountain biker, blogger, author, mom, and much more. She started Fat Girl Running about her experiences as a larger woman in a world of thinner athletes. You may have seen Myrna's athletic store in the Wall Street Journal, Runner's World, on the NBC Nightly News, CNN, or the CW Network. Myrna also had her REI-produced documentary, The Myrnavator, go viral a couple years back. Her writing has been in countless magazines and publications. She was also chosen as a 2018 National Geographic Adventure of the Year. She's completed over a dozen ultras. I think she said 14 and has had a, quite a few more planned for 2021 and beyond. I just recently met Myrna when she was a keynote speaker at Refuel, a conference I created in which we quickly mention here. In this episode, we talk about how she trained Will Smith for his first race, what people can do when they don't know how to start on an exercise program, and what to say to yourself when you feel negative energy from others. Listen, if you're having trouble getting your engine started, or you're feeling demotivated, I think you'll like this episode. Sometimes a few words from someone like Myrna is all it takes to get that pep back in your step and give you the spark you need. Enjoy. So I'm sitting here with Myrna, the Myrnavator, the one and only Myrnavator, and it's great to have you here today. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of the Refuel Conference. What a pleasure. What a pleasure it's been to uh, to hang around you guys and to, you know, just to feel your energy. We need energy these days. Thanks. <laughs> I know it was, uh, I know we, we juggled around a, your, a lot of the travel plans and, you know, COVID's shutting down most of the country. So we kind of snuck you in and I feel super blessed to have you here. So that's, it's awesome. It's really great to be here. So thank you. So I know you're, you're known for being an ultra runner. That's one of the many things you're known for, but I'd love to get a sense of how many ultra races you've done. I have done, I've finished 14 ultra marathons, anywhere from 50 K to a hundred K. <laughs> I've started many more, um, but sometimes things don't go right. Sometimes, you know, you get injured. Sometimes you're too tired. Sometimes it's just not your day. But uh, the ones that I finished uh, add up to 14. What was the hardest out of all of them? Oh, gosh. Uh, all of them come with uh, their own unique challenges. But I think probably the hardest one was... Not even my longest one. The longest one was 100K. I mean, it was pretty hard. It was, you know, I hallucinated in the middle of it. <laughs> I thought a uh, herd of javelinas was out to get me. My, my headlamp went out. Um, but, you know, physically, physically, it was okay. Um, but I would say probably one of the hardest ones was this, this race called the Georgia Jewel. And I've done it twice and the first time it's a 35 mile race in in the mountains and and i don't do a whole lot of research before i do a race which is probably not a good thing but <laughs> and I, I mean i also like surprise so um so i you know I get to the race and it's mountain after mountain after mountain uh it's wet it's rainy um it 
feels like it's never going to end, and it takes me 13 hours and 22 minutes. Uh, and I'm chafed everywhere. It rained the entire time. There's this place called the Rock Garden, which maybe sounds like it's a nice and beautiful place, but it's just a bunch of boulders, uh, slippery boulders that you have to traverse for like a mile. And it's it's really awful and treacherous. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you get through it twice because you got to come back down. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, 13 hours and 22 minutes, really, really hard. Uh, my, my body hurt for like a month afterwards. Uh, but I went back the next year and did it in, in 12 hours, a little bit more than 12 hours and, uh, you know, strategized a little differently, um, trained more harder that's incredible yeah. i i uh did one marathon and uh, yeah. i have many thoughts about zoom and, <laughs> and an ultra and i i had i was i was signed up for a 50k which because i heard anything that's more than a marathon is considered an ultra yes. is that true yeah so well, technically true? if you run 26.3 miles technically that's an ultra but most ultras start at the 50k distance yeah so the 50 so i'm like i'm gonna be an ultra runner because now i could say oh, i was a marathon mm-hmm. runner because I, I ran one but uh it it was unfortunately canceled because of covid but i'm still gonna do it that's still on, on my uh my bucket list you know you can do that on your own without I know. a race. <laughs> I can help you with that. <laughs> I'm going to take you off on that. I also heard you trained Will Smith for his first marathon. Tell me about that. So it was his first half marathon, and it was a totally, totally crazy. It is a totally crazy story. You know, I was, I was, um, I was on a plane um, traveling to a speaking engagement, and my my publicist calls me and says, "Hey, um, read your email," <laughs> and I get this email from. Westbrook Productions, and which is Will Smith's company. I didn't know it at the time. Hey, you know, we would love to invite Myrna to come over and be part of this panel um, to help Will Smith develop his bucket list for his show, The Bucket List. Um, you know, we're inviting, you know, the best adventurers, scientists, writers, uh, athletes to come and, and give him a hand in this. And so that's the following week I found myself at his house. <laughs> I used both of his bathrooms, which is really cool. <laughs> I mean, the ones on the first floor. And uh, at, in a panel of all of these amazing people, you know, suffering imposter syndrome like I've never done before. And you know, participating in this very lively conversation. And in this conversation, uh, we all have to introduce ourselves. And I'm the last one to go. He, by the way, he's sitting right next to me. Right? And I'm, you know, I'm acting all cool because I... In my heart, I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't believe this. But I'm going to just be cool, right? And so it comes to me, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to say? But it's, I'm a performing artist, so as soon as the camera's on me, I'm like, okay, I got this. And I said, you know, my name is Myrna Valerio. I am. I just left my job as a teacher, and I was like, well, and technically, uh, technically, I don't have anywhere to live, so if anybody can hook me up and I look at him, that would be great. Um, and I am an ultra marathoner, which means I run 26.2 miles uh, and up for fun, and uh, I'm also a National Geographic 2018 Adventure of the Year, and so he stops, and he's like, wow, he looks at me, and I'm like, oh my goodness. He's like, whoa, well, let's talk about this, this running thing, so what's your longest race? And I say, well, actually, the longest thing uh, I've ever done was just uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was 120 miles. It's Trans Rockies run, uh, six days, 20,000 feet of vertical gain. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So you just did that for for fun? <laughs> yes. Wow. He's like, I think I think I've run. I think I've run a half marathon. And I, without skipping a beat, I look at him and say. 
we're going to have to level up. And in my mind, I said, did I just say that to Will Smith? Oh, my goodness. Who am I? Who am I? And then he looks at me and says, you know, you're right. I'm going to have to level up. And so <laughs> that was the beginning of that relationship. So we, we wrapped up that conversation. I made him laugh three times. I wasn't counting. And I, <laughs> so, you know, a couple of weeks later, um, after the, actually, after, right after that dis- discussion, the, the producers came up to me and said, oh, you did great. He loves you. You're so natural. You're, you're so funny. Wow, we'll be in touch. And of course, I'm like, yeah, right. You're not going to be in touch. This was a great experience. It's completely surreal. A couple of months later, I get another uh, call from the publicist. Myrna, check your email. Where are you? You're supposed to be on your phone at all, all hours of the day. So I check my email. Hey, Myrna, this is um, Lucas from Westbrook. Um, you know, we're, we're wondering if you have some time to train Will for his, his first marathon. And I'm like, oh, me? <laughs> he can get anybody he wants. He wants me? And I'm like, okay, when is the marathon? Oh, in eight weeks. Ooh. Not a good idea to, you know, only train for eight weeks for a whole marathon, especially if it's your first. I said, well, um, sure, but, you know, it's not a good idea. Um, And so, well, you know, come anyway. Can you come this weekend? (laughs) So I ended up coming coming that weekend, uh, and uh, I find myself at his house again. (laughs) I trained him. I we, we go to a gym. I I did a whole physical assessment. I'm cracking jokes here and there. At, at one point, I say, you know, well, I'm not look. I'm not looking at your butt because I was in the in the back of him just like checking out his gate, checking out his gate. Okay, I'm not looking at your butt. He's sure, like, oh no no. <laughs> um, I like it when ladies look at my butt. And it was just this hilarious time. This this like banter back and forth and. And, and we got some really good work done. And, um, you know, there was there was one point where uh, we're sitting on the couch and I'm going through the I'm going through all of the specifications. And I'm like, you know, you, you have to um, this is what you have to do. We don't have enough time. And it actually ended up that we were we were training for a half marathon because they decided to not go all the way out to Italy for his first marathon. But they were going to do a half marathon in three weeks. Again, not the smartest thing, but I said you're not going to have any recovery time. You, you know, you know, any any sort of rest that you do is going to be active rest. <laughs> and he was like, uh, "Well, can I do some things with my wife?" I'm like, "Listen, listen, <laughs> I'm not going there." <laughs> That's funny for active rest. Um, and then I kind of lost it. He's like, "We're going to bring it back." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and uh, and then it was just this really really cool thing. I mean, I really. Um, I felt like I could be myself with him. Yeah. I, uh, you know, at one point I said, you know, what, how do you visualize yourself finishing? He was like, I'm going to finish myself with my, and you know, he shows me his arms flailing and, and you know, against the tape. I'm like, oh, not on my watch. <laughs> You're not going to be finishing like that. <laughs> and, uh, and that was, it was, it was so cool. And, um, I hung out and ate the food at the house because, like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat at Will Smith's house. <laughs> yeah, and, you could uh, say that. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, and then we communicated uh, for the next couple of weeks via text, uh, you know, and it was really weird to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to text Will Smith back. Right. <laughs> uh, like, excuse me, sorry. I'm sorry, Joe, I got to take right. this. Yeah. You know, exactly, and so... Um, so it was really cool and, and surreal, and he did his first half marathon, and it was a Havana half in Cuba, and uh, it was cool to have been a part of that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make you the actual. Will Smith. I That's did amazing. train Will Smith, and it's on my resume, and and because of it, I have an IMDb page. So <laughs> That's amazing. So do you still talk to him today? I don't. I don't. Um, you know, that 
phone numbers probably blocked. It was a yeah. burner phone or something. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I'm sure that's not but true, but that's, yeah. that's an but amazing I still say story. I have his number. Like, yeah, I got Will's number. So uh, one of the things, one of the questions I have for you is that when you think about ultra running, it seems like overwhelming, right? And I know you train people like Will Smith for halves, but when you're talking to like a normal person that just wants to up their fitness game or get into it, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I mean, it really depending on whatever your goals are, it's, it's very important to make your goals manageable. You know, you can have a huge goal like a marathon, like an ultra marathon, but you know, there's a whole, there's the whole of thinking about smart goals, you know, making them specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time bound. Right. And so when you have, if you're thinking in that framework, you start to have smaller goals. And so, you know, so that you're not so overwhelmed by that 50K or by the 100 miles or by the five miles that you're doing, you start small, you start at a mile. You know, when I restarted, when I recommitted to my own fitness, I started with a mile because that's where I was. That's what I could do. If you have to start with a quarter of a mile, if you start with walking around your block, if you have blocks, <laughs> if you uh, start by um, doing a couple of squats in your living room or doing a couple of sit-ups, whatever it is, you start small and then and congratulate yourself for whatever you've done. Be happy, be grateful, and then try to do a little bit better the next day. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So I know when you when you also started running, you were getting, and I hate when I even listen to this stuff, that that people were just had negative words to say and, and you know, um, about you running or just like this perception that you shouldn't be running. And I think like that's a metaphor for life where it's like so people want to bring you down, right? What advice do you have for the, for not those people, so ignore them, but people that hear that criticism and take it personally and, and it affects them. Mm. How do you not let it affect you? Because you've done an amazing job with that. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it's really hard not to take that stuff personally because a lot of the time we think those own things. We, we think those things about our own selves, right? Um, we have that, you know, the negative Nellies and the negative Neds and the negative Nudus. <laughs> <laughs> on our shoulders, uh, telling us these things all the time. And, and really, when people say things like that, it is a reflection of their own darkness, right? Um, and so we, we can hear those things, and we are going to hear those things. That's the reality. We are, we are going to hear people's perceptions about our bodies, about what they think we should be doing, what they think we shouldn't be doing. But So we can hear that, and we can acknowledge that that's out there, but we can also acknowledge what we need to do for our own selves. You know, if it is running, if it's going to the gym, if it's, you know, doing Pilates in front of your TV in your living room, whatever it is, you're doing it for yourself, right? And, 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 and you have to just get used to the fact that there are going to be voices. I have voices on my shoulder right now. <laughs> you know, the voices of, of, you know, hey, you don't belong here. You're an imposter. What do you, who do you think you are? All the time. But, I, but I, I don't listen to those voices. I know that they're there. And I do what I need to do for myself. That's awesome. And you do belong here. You're not an imposter. <laughs> so, and I think, I think the proof's in the pudding, right? Like, so at the end mm -hmm. of... That of it, how many people have done even a marathon, let alone an ultra race? Like percentage of population, I think one percent like of the population, have done a marathon, right? right? Like so, then you take it on an ultra race; it's a, a fraction of that. So <laughs> you're amongst that. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what? It, so what inspires you now? 
Oh man, everything. I, I, there's just so much potential for the world to be better. And I want to make sure that I'm part of the work being done, you know, whether it's in my diversity, equity and inclusion work, whether it's, you know, just showing up to something, whether it's, you know, people being able to see a, a fat person running, you know, that that can be life changing for someone. Oh, well, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can try that. Maybe I can do a 5K. Maybe I can go to the gym and 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 try to work out. You know, maybe I can try something new. Maybe I can get on skis because Myrna's getting on skis and she sucks. <laughs> so maybe that means it's OK for me to suck, too. You know, so um, so there, you know, just just seeing the potential in things, seeing the opportunity um, and things, especially when things are really hard, seeing the opportunity, seeing the, the silver lining. You know, it's a cliche, but it's 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 true. It's true. Cliches come from truth. Right? <laughs> you know, you're seeing the silver lining of any sort of situation that you're in and 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 rolling with that, rolling with that silver lining. Do you read a lot or listen to podcasts? Oh my goodness, I read so much and I listen to many, many podcasts. <laughs> what's the what's the podcast you might have listened to recently? Um, my current, well, I have two current favorites. Well, I have a lot of favorites. <laughs> but uh, the one I've been listening to the most right now is Hidden, The Hidden Brain. I, I love that and, one, oh, NPR. Oh, man, it's yeah. so good with the science and the narrative. And it's just so informative. And I feel like I, I'm in college again. I'm learning all this like brain science and neuroscience, along with like the anecdotal evidence of, of all of that science. It's really cool. I love the Rich Roll podcast. I love long form, uh, just, again, narrative, story um, type where you're really getting to know a human being um, just simply by listening to their stories uh, is really cool. Uh, and I love, you know, wait, wait, don't tell me <laughs> stuff like that because it's it's hilarious. But I'm also learning things uh, in the comedy. And then what about a book that has either transformed your life or inspired you? Do you have one? I'm sure you have many. But is there one that sticks out? Well, there's a recent book that I wrote um, and it's and it's kind of uh, that I wrote. I did not write a recent book. <laughs> um, there's a recent book that I read. Uh, it's called Cast by Isabel Wil Wilkerson. And I almost didn't want to read it because it's, um, I, I listened to it on, on Audible. And it's 15 hours long. And I knew that it would be really hard to listen to because it's about um, race and caste in America. And, um, and this is the work that I do. And so like, I felt like I needed to listen to it. And it is mind-blowing. Um, it's really long, <laughs> and it's very, very difficult to listen to. Sometimes I had to take a break uh, because of the stories and the anecdotes and the, and the research uh, and the realization that, um, you know, things haven't changed a whole lot in this country. They, they have changed, but we, we still have a lot, of, a lot more work to do. And so I love reading books like that where, you know, here's a problem. Here's how we're dealing with it. Here's how we can be better. And so, so that's what that book is. You know, here's how we can be better. Here's how we can acknowledge people and all of their identities. Here's how, how we can love on people a little bit more to make the world a little bit better. That's great. So what's next for you? Oh, man. Um, so I am recovering from a torn meniscus and then had surgery a couple of months ago. And I am now just starting to train. And I got some, I'm going to do Trans Rockies again. That's my goal. Um, I have been invited to uh, the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc in Chamonix, France. So hopefully that will Sounds happen. Fancy. It's fancy. And then I'm, I'm actually not going to do the big race, which is uh, over 120 miles. I'm doing the fun run. The fun run is 40K, just under a marathon, uh, with 7,500 feet of vertical gain. 
but we have 12 hours to complete it. And it's the fun run for the volunteers and the townspeople. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that, uh, taking lots of pictures and, you know, having a good time. Is that coming up? In, in the near future? That's August. That's and August. it's the okay. same month as Trans Rockies, which is also the same month as my first gravel race. I'm a new cyclist. Uh, and so I will be doing my, my first uh, big race in that month as well. I heard you talk about a, a gravel bike. What's the difference between a gravel bike? And so a, a bike? gravel bike is uh, it's like a heavy duty bike. Um, sometimes uh, it might have shocks. Most times it doesn't. And uh, it is for riding on dirt and gravel. You can also ride it on the road. It's a little bit slower, or actually a lot slower. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's, it's meant for gravel roads. And in Vermont, you know, 50% of our roads are dirt roads. Yeah. So uh, you very quickly run out of paved road. And, and it is just a way, like, it's so beautiful. There's less traffic on gravel roads. And, uh, and you know, I have this cycling coach who says, you know, trust your bike, trust the machine. It's, it knows what it's doing, right? And so, like, I've learned to, like, trust being on a bike on bumpy road and like not falling down and just, you know, being able to adventure in that way. And I have a, I have a new cycling sponsor. And so like, that's, that's their hashtag ad adventure by bike. And so that's what I'm doing. It's really, really an incredible way to, to move. That's great. Well, it's a pleasure to talk with you today. You're an inspiration to me and, uh, and many others. You're doing some, some awesome work out there. So keep it up and Looking forward to getting some advice on, on training for my first ultra, yeah. my first ultra marathon. Yeah. I'm so excited so. for you. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for having me on.